0: Welcome back to Partly Podcast, episode number fifty-three. Thank you all very, very much for tuning in. The Premier League may be on a short break, but we are certainly not. We are back for another week and another week of talking about Spurs. Joined as always by
1: my co-host Sir Winnie. How are you doing? Start with you. All good, mate. All good. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm missing Ange Bowl, to be honest. Uh, obviously, we've had the international break currently, and uh, I mean, I, I say we've had it; it's still on, unfortunately. But that aside, I'm looking forward to to, to chatting about whatever we can chat about, because we don't stop. Spurs may stop, but we don't. Exactly,
0: mate. Exactly. And uh, Callum, how you doing?
1: All good, mate.
2: All good, as always. Uh, bored of international break, as I always am, uh, unless it's a major tournament. So, yeah, wasted two weeks in my eyes, as always.
0: <laughs> Amazing. And Harry is back. Had a week off last week. Harry, how you doing?
3: Yeah, It's great to be back. Uh, thank you. Yeah, looking forward to discussing it, like you say, Spurs you know, may not be playing, but we keep on going. Uh, definitely missing Ange Ball. I hate the international break. Completely agree uh, with Winnie and Callum. Uh, looking forward to, to getting back into it next weekend uh, against Sheffield United. Um, so, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a horrible two weeks. Absolutely horrible. <laughs> Amazing. Um, and shout-out to everybody in
0: the chat. So, I will not get your name wrong this week. So, Thomas... Welcome. Text uh, uh, actually DM'd us earlier saying he's listening on his Alexa. So you know we're uh, moving up in the world. Um, Jay is also here. Welcome, Jay. Barney, welcome, Barney. And Gary W has said uh, need Angeball fix. We all need some Angeball in our lives. How the times have changed, my friends. Um, Anyway, quick one because you've all mentioned it. So let's get straight into it. International break. What an absolute waste of. Time, uh, it's probably the only words I can use. Harry, tell me about how wasteful it is to have a, a mid season break after approximately four games.
3: Oh, it's pathetic, isn't it? It's, it's absolutely pathetic. Uh, I'm just waiting for you know one of our players to, to get injured. There was an injury scare Romero, Madison was constantly fouled yesterday. Uh, you can just see it coming it, we, you know we Tottenham, it's sad we just get a bit of momentum pick up an injury and it, it falls apart sadly um, So it's stupid after a few games i get it if we you know if it's around november etc but we've we just started the season you know you don't need a rest yet it's like you know people say you need to rest players for the following game we just started the season they've had the whole summer off what more do you want? Uh, it's crazy. No, there's no need for an international break. I thought we we're absolutely dire, regardless of how many players pulled out. I think we we're unlucky not to lose. Personally, I thought you know the only only chance I uh, actually enjoyed us was a great pass by Kane uh, and a great one touch and finish by Carl Walker. Uh, poor goalkeeping, personally, but we scored well worked goal. Uh, but England just look just look shocking. They they made us look you know I don't know prime Barcelona and and that is a, that is a statement. I mean I know we look good. Um, yeah, it's a stupid idea. I don't understand it. No excuse for it, um, because it doesn't really matter. It's, it's a qualifier, really. It can do it any time. Um, so, pathetic. Like with the World Cup you know, during last season, it's pathetic.
0: Yeah, I, I completely agree. And Callum, you know, Harry just said it, you know, it's a qualifier. So I suppose that game is, is slightly important. But the game on Tuesday night, as far as I'm aware, against Scotland, isn't an important game whatsoever. Just a random yeah. game against Scotland. Uh, quick question for you: Does it mean more to the
2: Scots than does the English this game on Tuesday? Oh, are we really going back through history for this. I'm not that old, mate. Come on. I'm not even gonna waste my words on it. It's it's just yeah, it does mean more to the Scots. English fans couldn't give a flying fuck, mate. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> So yeah, to be honest, mate, um, it's a complete waste of time. It's friendlies unless you're going to do them at the end of the season to get a bit of match fitness to go into a tournament. What's the point of playing them? It's yeah. just another way of making money. It's just the it's just FIFA now or the FA trying to make some money. There, there's no home home counties or home countries tournament anymore. So what's the point of us playing? I don't even yeah. know where we're playing. Are we playing in Scotland or are playing yeah, in Yeah, Hampden Park, yeah. Glasgow. Great. Yeah, really looking forward to that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey.
0: And Winnie, um, you know, Gary's put a comment in here um, about what Southgate's obsession with Henderson uh, plays Madison out of position just to fit him in. Yeah. It yeah. seems such a waste... Um, of James Madison, doesn't it? And, and I want to kind of like cast your mind back to like many years as a Spurs fan, watching England and praying to the Lords that Harry Kane doesn't get injured. Last night, I couldn't have cared less if he got injured or not. It was quite mm-hmm. refreshing to feel. But then there was, <laughs> you know, an impending doom of James Madison getting injured as well. So it never changes, does it?
1: No, it, going back to your to your comment um, or, or, you know, just addressing what Gary has said, it's because um, Southgate is a creature of habit. Um, And he likes the players like what is his obsession with Harry Maguire? I mean, Harry Maguire can't even get in his club side. So I don't know why he gets in the England side. So look, it's like you say, it was, it was quite refreshing not having to worry about Harry Kane. Um, But as you say, the the flip side of that is we then had James Madison to, to worry about because equally as important to us now as, as Harry Kane was when he was there. So if we lost to James Madison, we would be in some, in some deep shit. So yeah, I just, uh, I just the, the international break, it, it's a weird, it's a weird flip, isn't it? Because you know, in, in, in recent years, let's say the last two years, international break has been a bit of a reprieve for us Spurs fans, in the sense that we kind of look forward to it because our performances in the Premier League have been absolute dog shit. So we're like, oh my god, we've got yeah. two weeks off without having to worry about watching Spurs. Whereas this year. We could have, you know, it's, it's the least thing we wanted. We didn't want an international break because we're just, you know, we're absolutely flowing. The football's flowing. The winds are flowing. So it's, um, all I can say is I'm just grateful that it will be over next week. And like you say, if it's a qualifier, fair enough. But, you know, we really don't need to be playing Scotland on Tuesday because, you know, England v Scotland, it's going to be a feisty affair. There's going to be tackles flying in, regardless of, you know, whether it's a qualifier or a friendly, there's going to be, absolute crunch is going in and, and that's the last thing we need with the Premier League at the weekend. But, you know, thankfully it, it will be over as of next week and we can get Angeball back.
0: Yeah, definitely. Hopefully, you know, on Tuesday night, there are even more changes and, uh, you know, Southgate kind of just decides to play whoever, whenever, um, just to try and fill positions, but you never know with him, he could go the full strength team and we end up with a broken leg to Madison, but let's hope not. Right. Talking about slight injuries, uh, harry which now turns out to be not so serious which is wonderful yeah. and he also kind of talks about the international break because it doesn't really make make any sense to me that you know players like christian romero have to go all the way to you know fair enough it's his home country right but all the way to south america or home continent i should say um you know for a few games then come all the way back just seems like you know when they talk about player welfare and they talk about yeah. You know, too many games, player welfare. Yet they stick all these international games in. Um, that is why they're hypocrites. <laughs> Lionel Messi said uh, this week that Christian Romero is the best defender in the world. Apparently, if we can believe Twitter. What do you think about that?
3: I, I agree. It, it's something that I mean. You you have gone from thinking last season he's probably the worst and her back to finding out Messi said that he's the best. So it's a big difference. I do like to no, twist he's, my words. Well, slightly different, but he's a, yeah. he's a top
2: centre back. <laughs> Luke, you changed, your clothes. you changed mine more than you changed clothes. So, I mean,
3: what can you <laughs> say about Well, no, put it this way Romero is a, is a top centre back. Um, you know, I, I hate the comparison to the likes of Saliba. For me, um, there's, there's not many. There's not many better uh, than Romero. Put it this way, I, I, I don't think there's anyone better in the Premier League um, than Romero right now. Uh, I think he's generally hit that height, hit that level. He's got the vice captain's uh, role for a reason. You watch him for Argentina. He's a different player to who he was. I can understand where you came from last season, Luke, because he was a he was a rash player. Uh, but you know, having watched him in Argentina last season, he wasn't like that. Because I, I partly think that's or mainly think that's because he had a reliable partner. Next to him. he's now got that in Van der He's got a new manager. He's had to prove. He's had to. He's had to prove why he's in the team. Why he's so important. Um, you know, not only for Spursy now, but the long-term project with Ange. Um, so he's had, had a lot to kind of prove, if you like, uh, and that vice-captain role comes with it. And he's, he's definitely, definitely stepped up. But yeah, in terms of player welfare, it's just it's just hypocritical. For me, as, an, you know, as, a, as a player for my country, I'd refuse to play unless it's a qualifier or a tournament. Uh, got Alexander on a pull-out. It's, it's quite clever because it's an absolute waste of time. If they get injured, then we know who's thought it is. Um, especially, when, you know, the game means nothing against Scotland. It means absolutely nothing. I couldn't care less. I watch it, yes. Waste my time, probably yes. Um, but I, I couldn't care less. You know, I don't want to say I don't want us to lose, but I'm not going to. We've cry. been crying if we, if we, if we don't win. I mean, honestly, I couldn't care less. Um, but Romero up there with the very best. All I would say, Lucas, I told you so. Fair enough. You had Fair to fit that in <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. You got to oh, just yes. be
0: nice to me for once. Uh, Johnny V said, Romero, I would take his as a Saliba or Mangalee's reserve. He's good enough. He's good enough,
2: apparently, called Johnny the Arsenal fan. Um, so no surprise there. Um, should I say anything mean or should I just be nice and quiet? Just be nice, I think, yeah. Uh, yeah
0: definitely. Ha- yeah, Johnny tunes in every week, to be fair, gives us our ratings. So, uh, yeah, yeah. We can't lose Johnny.
1: We can't, you know,
0: don't always read his comments out because <laughs> they're not <laughs> a load of nonsense, deluded but, uh, but loyal,
3: so he can have that, yeah.
0: There we go. And uh, Hasper TV has said, uh, big up lads, voice, which I assume he means coys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, there's a reason why I didn't t- ask Harry about this, it saves a long, uh, long discussion. So I'll move on to you, Callum, and talk about uh, Hoiberg because oh, in on. two games for Denmark. He scored two goals. Where's Dave? Um, I read a tweet from a a person on Twitter whilst actually I was listening to one of you guys. And uh, he said that Hoiberger scored two goals now in international duty. I'd start him next week. That seems like, you know, classic Spurs Twitter, doesn't it? Someone scores two (laughs) goals in a random international game. Suddenly they should
2: start the Spurs. Do we actually know who them goals were against? Were they against San Marino? Were they against some random little principality somewhere? Oh, it It doesn't doesn't matter.
0: matter. (laughs) I actually have a feeling it was against San Marino, but I
2: will check. I think
1: it was,
0: actually. it
1: happens, I think it was. No,
0: no. I think the first goal was against San Marino. Yeah, the other night. Friday night or something, (laughs) wasn't it?
2: How many cool. I've just named someone, I've actually probably got it right. Come on. Oh, no. yeah, okay, so it's Finland Finland today. Yeah. Uh, Who remembers the last me. international from Finland that anyone knew about? Timo Pukki.
0: Oh, he, he scored. He's got like his job. Timo Puki was an that? absolute hero when he came to the Premier League for Norwich. Love him. He was, to be um, fair. Okay.
3: He <laughs> got the winner. He, he won the game, right there Daddy by himself. i
0: Yeah, Marino. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
2: no, he doesn't start. No, just no. We've got a good combination of Madders, Basuma and Sartre, or if yeah, just leave it alone. <laughs> Don't mess about with it. Why? Yeah, someone scores on international duty. Yeah, I mean, no disrespect to Hoyberg, but we know he's not suited to Angie's Angie style. He did that interview the other day where he said he's not in the That's team. True. He's going to try and listen to the manager and try and get back in his faults. Well, I highly doubt two games, one against Finland and the one against San Marino in a in a denmark team which is quite good on quality level as well yeah i don't think that's going to change angie's mind any shape or form even if it's against sheffield united simple as that it's it's an it's a non-starter hoyberg's got to take his time he's got to prove himself if he comes on in the last 20 minutes half an hour and he's He's not a goal scorer, simple as that. I know people always bang on, he's creative for Denmark, all of that stuff, but he's not just playing alongside players in the defensive role for Denmark. He's playing more advanced alongside Ericsson and other people like that. Who Ericsson played... did score. Well, yeah, but Yeah,
0: Ericsson, isn't he like about forty now? He looks he looks about forty, to be fair on the lad. He did have heart attack and whatnot, so you know, I don't blame him, but he does look yeah.
2: uh... and, and I swear Harry we are, can we just mute him or something like that? He's just ripping all my points apart. <laughs> but no, to be honest, um, we need to make sure, literally, we stick with what we've got. We we do what's right. We place yeah. our strengths how we've been playing. And then we start tweaking it. If we start getting injuries, that's when you start turning to your squad. But if you've got a winning combination, you'd maybe only switch out Staff for Benson core when he comes back. That could not be until November or December. You've still got the Celso as a backup option. You've got Skip. I would say most of these players are still ahead of Hoiberg in the style of play, at least. But we're not the manager. So how are we going to know what goes through his mind? He might see that Hoiberg plays brilliantly well, brings him in for one game, and he has an absolute stinker. And we look back on this pod and think... We might have been right and we might have been wrong. So who no. knows? Talking
0: as a true football manager, manager, that what you just said then. You don't change your winning formula form, formula. Love that. Um anyway, let's move on to um has Spurs' comment here, Winnie. Um, where he said, if Romero is out, we are in trouble. As I said on Harry's podcast, was a mistake to let Sanchez go. Harry or has I enjoy your content but that's a lot of nonsense. Uh Winnie, what do you think about letting Sanchez go?
1: Yeah, I I it was it I I you know as as you said there um I disagree with has to be honest. It was the right time to let Sanchez go. Um we are a new team, we are a new force. Everything around the club is different. We've almost transformed into this completely. You know, if, to me, this is just me personally. It feels like a completely different Tottenham Hotspur from top to bottom, um, even down to our um, our transfer policies and stuff. We've we, we've completely changed what we do. So, look, um, Sanchez was a suitable replacement if needed, in my opinion. But the least that you know, the least we had to use him, the better. So. Yeah. I think that um, Phillips and Dorrington are more than capable and probably better suited to this new system. Uh, um, Look, Sanchez was, was very athletic. He was, he was good at, you know, unfortunately he was good at last ditch tackles, but the only reason why he had to make a last ditch tackle was because he fucked up in the first place. So look, I, I, he was no good at playing out from the back that, you know, I just don't want to see him in my side. I want to thank him for his, you know, his endeavour his passion. He was fully, fully, you know, come on you Spurs while he was there, but we needed something different. And, you know, like from what I've heard, Phillips has been impressing in training. He's with the under 21s, I believe, um, but training with the first team. So look, if we need someone to step up, I would much rather it be Phillips than Sanchez. So I don't think it was a mistake to let Sanchez go. Um, The time was right. We've got too many people on our books, um, even still, that are just absolutely stealing a living, um, and he was one of them, really. Um, and we had the opportunity to let him go. And look for his, for, you know, for his career, I think it's a good move as well because he's going, he's, you know, he's going to be playing Champions League football. Um, he's going to be going to a country and a team that are very passionate about their team and their country. So um, I think it's a good move for him, and it's a good move for Spurs because he's nowhere near our squad. Yeah, definitely, and like you know, Davison Sanchez just
0: kind of shows what terrible business Spurs have done previously in the transfer market you know this isn't just a guy who's fallen out of favor with Ange Potokoglu and actually I feel like Ange liked him slightly more than other managers have you know because we did see him feature at times um you know talking about Romero coming off uh with the head injury and then his first thought was to bring um uh, Davidson Sanchez on um but I assume he only likes him based on his uh his pace and speed. But as you say, Winnie, you know, playing out from the back, you need a good first touch. I, the one thing I will say about Davison Sanchez and like, I'm not going to, you know, absolute slaughter him because I don't feel like he has done enough to deserve that. He hasn't done enough in, in general, but he's a guy that we brought in that had incredible kind of ceiling and an incredible ability to be able to progress and become a top, top center back, in my opinion. And why that hasn't happened, we could say the same for many players at Spurs, you know, that we have signed. But to sign him for 50-odd million pounds-ish, if I remember rightly, and to sell him for between 10 and 15 million euros, just, you know, that must have hit Daniel Levy in the balls, to be honest, because, um, <laughs> you know, he can't be happy with losses, losses like that. But, you know, again, it does kind of show the new strategy that Spurs are on. And this, you know, comment is is really important. Where Chris said people seem to be writing off Phillips before he's even played and just obviously seen something he likes. So give him a chance if needed. Surely that's all we can ask, right? Under Antonio Conte, Spurs said, oh, that wasn't a Conte signing. Conte didn't want that player, this, that, and the other. And now we've got a player who Spurs have signed and is, you know, impressing in trading, showing his worth. And people are already saying, or oh, we don't have enough cover. Why do we let, let Davison Sanchez go? The same player that you all booed because you weren't happy with his performance. It's absolutely yeah. massively hypocritical and I'm sick of it. Yeah. Harry, talk to me about
3: Sanchez. No, I agree with what you said. Personally, I'm 50-50 with the decision. Part of me thinks and I always think that, listen, I love Sanchez. I love his loyalty and commitment, you know, while he's on the bench. First room, we saw that the final day with celebrations so on the bench. Um, you know but in terms of for him it's a great move he's a player that like when he says we needed to get off our books we've got quite a few like that some we've moved on some we haven't so in terms of that you know we had to move it on uh, and, and lots of fans sat here and go why is he still at my club the same people were saying that and now saying why are we putting our trust in Ashley Phillips well you know and, and the same people were going trust Ange so you know where does the hypocrisy stop um, so for so me, people were saying
0: Ange out as well before he even joined. So uh...
3: yeah, the, the stupid hashtag. I, was, I wasn't, I wasn't, you know, all for the appointment, but the hashtag is pathetic. It's, it's entitlement, and I will continue to say fans think they're up here uh, when we're we're not that. We're not that high at all. So no, honestly, it's, it's ridiculous. It's, it's crazy. Look at Vicario, he he was ran off, but Sanchez for his sake, good move. Yes, I think we should have moved him on. Should we maybe have someone else to back up? Maybe, but we didn't. You know, no one else went out the door apart from Sanchez on on deadline day. If Dara had gone, and of course, you know, someone should have came in. It's risky. But if Ange has confidence in Phillips uh, and doesn't think they you know get injured or suspended, fine. It, you know, we're not the managers. Ange is happy with it. Fine. It's a great move, like Holly says. Great move for the club, getting some money, better than none. And a great move for the player.
0: Yeah, definitely. And, and uh, quickly, Callum, on that you know, a lot of Spurs fans in the past have been saying that we're wasting our academy, that, you know, why are we selling all of our good young prospects? You know, I remember the meltdown we sold Dylan Markande. Um, and now, you know, there's a chance for a young player who's who's played well in training, who's shown yeah. that, you know, we're talking about Dorrington obviously now, Um, that's you know, we can give it a chance and said, you know what, you can train with the first team, you know, whatever that may be. And now he's being talked about as, you know, potentially... Um being cover for a first team player, whether that's on the bench or or whatnot, and yet fans aren't happy about that. Like, how just make it make sense to me, surely?
2: Being Spurs fans, we are fickle, we are feeble, we are silly. But if he's done enough to show and from the couple of under-21s games that he's played alongside Dorrington, then I'm all for it, mate. If if he can oust. If he can pull Sanchez out the door, which I, I think Sanchez actually deserved the move, to be honest as well. I think he's given enough for the club. And I think even he said earlier in the seed or at the start of the transfer window that he was looking for a new challenge anyway. So all, all for him making that move. But yeah, if Phillips if comes in, if Dorrington then becomes, say, fifth choice after Van der Ven, Romero, Davis, Phillips, Dyer's still disappeared somewhere you don't even see him in training photos now and if Dorrington's fifth as well then all for it because I mean Spurs have actually let go to more of their young academy prospects since the end of the window anyway and Harvey White and Maxim Paskotsky, the Estonian international as well so I mean they're they're going to be good good football league players something like that so I mean we need to If people really want us to use our academy, then we need to start showing faith and all that. Because, I mean, I hate to speak about it, but Arsenal based a lot of their sort of rise over the last couple of years on Saka, Smith, Roe, and other people like that coming through their academy. The last people that came through our academy theoretically and have succeeded, or at least done, say, 40, 50 plus appearances, Tanganga and Skip. They was already still coming around when Mourinho and, and the end of Pochettino's era. You've got Markandy made a little bit of an input, but went to uh, Blackburn, I believe. You've had Marcus Edwards leaving that time. You've got Divine, Carrot and Scarlett all out on loan. To be honest, when you get to sort of 2021, 20, Premier League football is very difficult. So unless they take their chances up until there... They're gonna to have to start stepping down levels to then try and work their way back up. So, I mean, for Phillips and Dorrington to do it at 17-18, then Ange must have some faith in them. And if Simon Davis, who's leading the academy now, has referred these to um Ange, then all for it. All for it, mate.
0: Yeah, definitely, mate. And uh talking of, of young players, Carlo, I'm coming back to you on this one. Um, there's been news this evening of um that Spurs are about to sign the young um Croatian centre back talent Luka Voskovich. Um I know nothing about him, but it does say here um Vescovic only wants Spurs despite interest from interest from five more top clubs. Um now I don't expect you to dive into the Croatian Wonder Boy market unless you've got that loaded up on your football manager save. Um but uh <laughs> there was an interesting point you made off
2: off air before we came on about this player yeah so what it is since brexit happened um a lot of regulations have changed with under 21 players now so what it is is that a lot of players coming from europe and even south america now they have to be over 18 so this is very much one for the future anyone thinking that he's going to come in as third fourth fifth choice center back are going to be sadly disappointed so as croatia are part of the eu and he's coming from hashka split he won't be theoretically joining us until 2025 unless there is a way to get around it but there's more chance of him staying there to be honest because i don't think he will actually qualify for a work permit anyway it's come over here but exciting young talent very much and in, in the mold of just govadiol um he's he's impressed a lot of scouts across Europe. So if Spurs are actually going with a database model of going with what and wants, also getting all our talent scouts, looking for young talent to bring in and mature in the academy, then it follows the line of the lease. Uh, Sarr a couple of years ago, uh, Phillips this year as well, and a couple of others. So yeah, good move. Good move if it all turns out right.
0: Yeah, amazing. Thanks for that. Um, Winnie let's move on talk about Brennan Johnson um, I read today that he is the second fastest player in the Premier League since the start of the 22-23 season clocking a <laughs> speed of 36.7 kilometres an hour that's fantastic
1: why is, is every I, mean, I say why I know why because it's what Ange likes but every player we seem to sign happens to be or happens to have recorded the fastest speed in the league previous year like it was the same with um, Van der Ven wasn't it he recorded the the top speed in the Bundesliga or wherever it, wherever it was. He's a speed um, merchant, old uh, Big Ange. He, he absolutely loves it. And do you know what? Like, I don't mind it because, I mean, in the Premier League, I don't think it works as much because the games are a bit tighter. And, the, you know, I think the way that the, the game is, um, you know, speed works in, if you look in like Syria and the Bundesliga, except I think speed works better there. But it's still a, an incredible asset to have. And it's something that, that Ange bases, you know, a lot of his team on. So it looks as though Brendan is is a, is a perfect fit for that. Um, whether he chucks him straight in, um, I, I, I I have no idea because obviously, um, typically he plays on the right and Kulusevsky, um has obviously scored. He's had a decent international break, I believe. Got a couple of goals and a couple of assists. Yeah. So, you know, if Ange is looking at that, how do you displace him? But then the flip side is, Sonny down the middle is an absolute must for me at the minute because Richarlison is lacking so much confidence. So maybe Johnson can play uh, on the left. Um, But then again, the flip side to that is Solomon in his last game uh, recorded two assists. So what do you do? Um, No, he's he's a a very, very good signing, uh, in my opinion. I think he's very direct. Uh, We don't have, other than Solomon, I think Solomon's our best option for a 1v1 winger. To beat, a, to beat a defender. Uh, and I think Johnson now rivals that very, very good at what he does, beating a defender one-on-one. So he's a very, very typical Ange signing. Uh, and you know what? I'm, I'm all for it. We have to listen to what, what Ange wants because, you know, we thought it, the impact wouldn't be as big and as quick, but, you know, he's made a very, very huge impact very quickly. So whatever Ange wants, then I want. Yeah, definitely.
0: Um, Callum. I can see your fingers typing away. Um, so, talk to me very quickly about uh, Brennan Johnson, like because Winnie made a good point. Like I was thinking this as well today. Like, where does he fit in, and where is probably going to be his more favoured position in this team? And that that means then who drops out based on that? Because Winnie, you've made a very good points about you know players in certain positions, and you know we mentioned it with with Hoyberg earlier. You know you can't just start. Dropping people in and kicking people out if they are playing well. Um, yeah. So, where do you think he fits best in this team, Callum?
2: Um, it's a difficult one because he can play across all of the front three. He played predominantly on the right for Forest last year, and he using that pace always used to be able to beat his man, but then would. He's got, he had a little bit of the Lucas Mora-esque about him last year where he used to run into a lot of blind alleys sort of thing as well. But I I think good option, he's going to be more direct than Kulazewski on the right because he can actually go on the outside whereas Kulazewski always likes to cut in on his left foot because that's the only move that he seems to have most of the time when he's trying to shoot anyway into the left-hand corner. Um, But yeah, I think either right or up top, I think using his pace up top would be good because, I mean, Son uses his pace and that works for him up top as well. But, I, yeah, I reckon more on the right because I don't think he's going to be that great against low blocks. I think he's got a little bit of a Charlatan esque about him. But, you no, know, I reckon he'll do well this season if he keeps his head down and gets on with it.
0: Yeah, definitely. I was uh, the reason why I was asking this actually was a bit of scouting for my FPL because I was considering putting him in my FPL team. But then uh, it he, he feels feels a little bit like picking any kind of city player or Chelsea player or anything like that, where you just
2: never know like wh- whether they're going to play or not. Um, so he's, he's quite a high risk player to start off with. He, he he's not prolific. I won't say that. So he's not your guaranteed number nine, number ten sort of thing. But he's He's, he's got flair, he's got trickery, he's got something about him which has a question mark over it where people don't know what he's going to do all the time. So he could be a creative one. But, yeah, like Gary said, he's quite similar to Aaron Lennon, just with more end products, if you get what I mean. <laughs> um, yeah, I know.
0: that. I'm glad you said that part about end products. Love Aaron Lennon, but uh, didn't have much else, did he, apart from a lot of pace. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Harry, it's quite a good segue, actually, to move on a little bit to talk about your favourite Spurs player, uh, Richarlison. Now, I know, exactly, cry more. Um, <laughs> That's backfired on him, hasn't it? Um, anyway, talking about Richarlison, <laughs> I'm not going to quote you word for word yeah. because, you know, I can't remember it, to be quite honest, word for word. Oh, I'll find it one day when I have time but there was a prediction at the start of the season for Charleston to score approximately 20 it. I
3: stand 20. by it. No, you I said 15. He's 20 goals You've changed it. I said 15. I, I never no, you you said 15. You
2: said 20 in all competitions. Yeah, 20 in all competitions.
3: Yeah, stand by that. Absolutely. We ain't got enough still it. <laughs> 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 that's, that's not my fault. That's Ange. I thought we treat it seriously. <laughs> We've only got We've in the Carabao
0: Cup. You can't argue with that, can you? One right. and one. But, but listen, <laughs> we, we,
3: yeah, true. percent score record
0: of games played in the Carabao Cup this season. You can't argue with those stats.
3: No, he's he's, he's up there with the best, isn't it? But no, Richard said it's clear that it's a confidence issue. I think we need to get behind him as fans, home game Shepherd United, because that's what our fans are here for to support the players, to support the team. Uh anyone doing other side otherwise, I want nothing to do with really. Um, whatever you think of him, you, know, you have to get behind him. He's, he's going through a tricky patch. I think he'd come out the other side stronger. Um, I think there's a player in there. You know, he's he's consistently done it for Everton and Watford. Um, no, we shouldn't play against Sheffield tonight because, uh, I have to, you know, I can't be a hypocrite here. I have to stand by what I've been saying for about two years, and that is if a player's not playing well enough, then they don't get the team. No one deserves a guaranteed space. So, is bench for the game. I'd love him to see him score. Um, one time he scores, Andrew takes him off, but I'm, I'm not the manager. Not something I'll do, but he knows what he's doing, I suppose. Uh, but no, I stand by it. Maybe 15 goals in all competitions, but he, he's got goals in him. Uh, he leaves Spurs and do well. Um, I still think he's scored goal, more goals than Jesus. I think it's scored more goals than Chelsea Jackson, who I don't think will hit double figures. Uh, I think he'll, he'll be up there, um, put it that way. I, I stand by it. I, I have my trust in Richarlison. Um, Yeah, he just needs, needs that confidence back.
0: My uh, my seven goals prediction isn't looking too shabby, is it, uh, <laughs> now? But what's interesting, Harry, is you've come down by five goals in four games. So by the, eight games of the season, he's going to be on 10 in all competitions, isn't he? And then we'll get to a point where no, he can't go anymore.
3: Well, if you look back to tweet Tweetapart in April predicting early, I did actually say 15. So I'll take that. In all competitions. <laughs> okay, fair enough,
0: fair enough. Um, I want to talk, Winnie, quickly about another Player who has left Spurs now uh, on loan again, probably the most loaned player in Spurs history, also the most expensive Spurs player Tangi and Dombele. Yeah. All I wrote down on my list was, but in, in bold capitals, what
1: went wrong. So, yeah, what has gone wrong? I just want to quickly say, um, H, I'm just, just I was just checking that and we've lost two uh, two viewers since you said Richarlison was gonna hit 15 goals. So
2: <laughs> I think
1: people disagree with you, mate. Um <laughs> Yeah, oh it's not the first time, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> no, um Sorry, yeah, so touching on um touching on and Don Bele, it's it, for me it is so so disappointing because there was so much. i have never. I don't. I genuinely don't think that I have had so much promise in a signing than I did for him, um, because if you look at him when he was at, at Leon, some of the stuff he was doing with the ball was incredible. It's almost like you know the, the comparison that I could give now is what we see in um, Basuma. What Basuma is doing for us now is what we yeah. thought and would do for us on a regular basis, but possibly a bit further forward so look I'm disappointed what went wrong um just his attitude simple as that his attitude and application was shit there was well there wasn't any it's as simple as that um and it's so frustrating because I'd love to have just you know an eighth of his talent if not you know I'd, I'd love to have a little bit of just what he has um because you know you can add the application and the and the effort and you can go very very far with it so what went wrong, no attitude, you know, really poor attitude. Um, and again, I'm, I'm gutted, but at the same time, we cannot afford to have him sitting there doing nothing. So yeah. I know it's a, it's, it's a loan, but I'm not, I am not. I think there's an option to buy. I don't think it's an obligation. Yeah. Um, so I have no doubt that he's going to be coming straight back because they're not going to take that option up unless we make it like £4 million or something. <laughs> and even then, they'd probably sit there debating it for a couple of weeks. So look, it, it's disappointing, but again, we... You know, and he, even now, I don't think he gets in anywhere near our squad. Even if he had the uh, uh, a little bit of effort, because our midfield is, is, in my opinion, very good and very stacked at the minute. So uh, we needed him gone. Yeah, yeah definitely
0: yeah, But you know, looking on on paper, that Galatasaray team is looking tasty. Now they've got some yeah. tasty players in that team. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, two seconds. Uh, oh, Callum, you got to go.
2: I'm heading out, boys, so I will most likely see you guys next weekend, hopefully after a win. Uh, Do you need my... Your prediction, please, my friend. I am going to go for... 3-1 3-1 Sheffield. Uh, no, 3-1 Tottenham. Oh. oh, I was getting ready for that. I think we have to take
1: that. I think we have to take that. You said Sheffield. We have to take it, <laughs> No, I didn't. Yes. 3-1 Tottenham.
2: 3-1 Tottenham. I'll give or... you 3-1
0: I'll give you 3 Is that
1: allowed? No, You're too, too soft, Luke.
2: You're
0: too
1: soft. Luke. I know, too Luke. soft. Anyway,
0: tell everyone, tell the people how they can find you,
2: Callum, before you leave. Uh, so, as always, it's at CallumSubs97 on Twitter. Um, I am enjoying doing the pods as much as possible. I am always trying to keep positive, but as always, I will give you my straight views and they will get a lot more stronger as we go through the season. So um, thanks for having me on again, boys. And I shall speak to you guys soon.
0: See you yeah, later, buddy. everyone.
3: Take care. Bye. All the best, Callum. Right. And
2: then there, was three.
0: And then there were three. Um, so last question then, lads, I'll come to you. Uh, actually, actually, Yes, do you know what we'll do? We'll do this. We're going to do this. Oh? We're going to go for a for a quick round the houses before we get into the last question and we go on to like fancy football. Maybe, and yeah. But um, I want to know your early season position predictions. So after four games under Ange, you know we gave our predictions at the start of the season. After four games, I just want to see kind of where we lie with our predictions now. So H, I'll come to you first. What do you think Spurs will finish this season?
3: Um, my answer is completely different after that Fulham game uh, if you listen to my little rant on talk sport but I, I think we'll do well I, I, I like what Andrew's done in such a short period of time Um put it this way I think we're finishing above Arsenal so I'm going to go with third
0: sheesh man I need to start writing these things down um, <laughs> we, need clip, we need to clip that we need yeah, to clip no, that yeah yeah Winnie where do you, you think we'll finish oh yeah
3: I'll change my mind next week don't worry <laughs>
1: Um, I, I said at the start of the season, fifth, um, and I think I, gonna, I'm going to, I'm going to stick with fifth, uh, purely because I think, um, I think we probably could get higher, uh, but fifth gets <laughs> Champions League potentially this season. So I, I'm happy to settle for, settle for that. And I don't want I don't want to go too high too early, um, because, you know, there's a lot of the season to play. So I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stick with what I said at fifth and hope that, uh, <laughs> Good sense of humour, H love that. Um, yeah, I'm gonna stick with fifth. I'm gonna stick with fifth. That's what I said at the start, and uh, I don't want to aim too high just uh, just yet. Yeah, has TV has said fifth. Uh Barney Ambrose
0: has also said fifth. I'm not joking. Winnie has, Johnny. Said, Winnie has said fifth, and I'm also gonna stick with my pre-season prediction as well, which was fifth. Oh, and uh, say that we're gonna finish fifth. Do you know what though it is? Is that we are playing well. I'm proud of how Spurs are doing. And everything else. But I also agree with Winnie that, you know, we're at a place whereby it, you know, it could go either way. You know, the, I think it's going to be really important the next three weeks, you know, when we play Arsenal yeah. and then we play Liverpool. I think that's going to show, yeah. you know, what we're, what we're really made of. Like, we are playing well. But again, as I said, all season long, we have to understand that, you know, if we lose one of those games, it's not the end of the world. Um, you know, we will have issues, you know, against Liverpool with their pace of, of Salah and, you know, whoever plays on the on the left, whether it's Nunes or whether it's, um, I don't know, whoever else plays for Liverpool, I suppose. Um, <laughs> I know, I can't think right now. Uh, Gakpo, that's it, isn't yeah. it? Oh, or, or uh, Diaz. sorry. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think that's going to be a- an issue for us this season. But, you know, I'm also feeling good about the Arsenal game. Um, we'll go into that, obviously, next week but i think their champions league game in the, in the week before i think could be uh could be interesting they're not playing europa league anymore they can't make 50 changes to their side you know it, it, they're going to have to put up a strong strong showing you know first time in the champions league in in what five or six years so um, um yeah yeah so uh, it's going to be interesting definitely um another one around the houses Winnie, we'll come back to you is what positions do we need to improve in the winter window?
1: I I don't think we'll do too much business. Um, obviously injury dependent. I think we are fine. Um, oh, I, what I, Okay. What I will say, the only business I can maybe potentially see us doing is um, Tony. Yeah. That's probably the only one because I think we do need, we can't, you know, we can't just keep chucking Sonny in there for Richarlison has a dip in form. Although I don't mind that because we do have wingers now to be able to complement the team. Um, But I think, you know, price dependent as well. I think Tony would be a very, very good signing. Yeah, Um, I think he's a good fit for the system. And I think he's a very, very underrated player, if I'm honest, in the Premier League. He scores goals. It's as simple as that. So I think he'd be, you know, I I would like it, you know, um, Tony as a starter with Richarlison as backup. Um, I don't think we need to do much else. We may look at potentially a centre back, uh, but I think that'll only be if one you know an opportunity arises. Because I think, like we say, with uh, a left back, has says, yeah, possibly, possibly. I don't know, but no, I think I think, we have I think striker, Yeah, strikers. Where we, were, I mean, I, we've literally had to loan a, a left back out because we've got too many of them. So yeah, um, yeah. So I think we'll, we'll maybe look at the striker situation if Tony comes available, um, and I think we may look at a centre back. And if an option comes up for that, we may we may dip into it. But I think just the striker, to be honest.
0: Yeah, I completely agree with you. I think you know striker with Tony. I think Tony should be a hundred percent number one priority for Spurs. Um, and then I also you think as you say, if a centre back came available, I think we're good with with fullbacks I think we're good with midfielders I think we're good for wingers um, so yeah that's all I could see but then looking at how Ange plays I don't even know if he'd be interested in going for a striker but but who knows um, H who do you think we need to go for or position wise sorry
3: before I answer the question just to say to Johnny Arsenal got the equivalent to a Europa League group they got the easiest group along with Manchester City um, so I don't know why he thinks PSV and, and Sevilla at home are all of a sudden hard um, try being in Newcastle's group honestly Arsenal fans to find every single thing to whinge about right that's done um, yeah, so window. Um, what do we need? <sighs> Obviously, whatever Ans wants, you know, needs to be listened to and, and attempted to go for. Um, for me, I think we need a strong backup centre back. I always want that third centre back to put both the centre backs on their toes, ideally. Maybe Phillips can do that. I don't think yet, personally. Um, so yeah, backup centre back. Uh, like, you know, you say, uh, both of you, if Tony comes available, I think it would be a clever signing. Will he come to Tottenham, though? He's expressed his interest uh, in Arsenal and Liverpool. So um, I, I don't know whether he will join Tottenham. But if, if he will, then I'd love to have him. Uh, but for me, it's the priority is a backup centre-back and getting, uh, getting four, five players out the door. I still think there's so many more that need to go. Um, sorry, Hass, uh I agree a lot with what you say. Um, but I think you had a shocker with a left-back situation because we've got far too many wing-backs. Uh, for me, we still need to offload another three or four. So before we bring anyone in, I can understand why the club are doing that. So I don't think there'll be that much activity, but hopefully there's some out the door.
0: Yeah, perfect. Um Let's move on, people, shall we, to uh, a little bit of fantasy football. Now, of course... You know, nothing has actually happened this week, but ever since we um, aired last weekend, the scores have since updated again because for some bizarre reason they don't update until about like nine o'clock on a Sunday night. <laughs> so um lovely Winnie is going to run us through where we all stand and where some of you stand in the fantasy football group. So over to you, Winnie.
1: So I will go um I'll go through where we stand. Um so we have um What I will say is obviously Dave was getting very cocky because he was he was leading, you know, our playing pod kind of um, mini table. He was leading that by quite a lot. But I will say um, we are soon to be closing in. So Dave, Dave is technically top of our little group on 256 points. But Jeez. then um, myself and Luke are very, very close behind on two hundred and fifty-five points. So we're Ooh.
2: literally we're a point Ooh. behind
1: him. Um really him are. in. Oh, wow. <laughs> so then <laughs> H you are you are next on the list, H on 241. So that is only a 14 point swing on me and Luke, which can change in a game week quite easily. Um, I and then obviously it. And then obviously Callum at the bottom, but we know that he obviously... Uh, but what I will say is he's closing he's on closing the pack, so he must have is, a... I mean, put it put it this way, put it this way. Um, he had, out of everyone, he had the best game week four on 84 points. Wow. Um, so it, if he keeps that up, I mean, that is a swing on Dave. That's a 12-point swing just on Dave in one game week. So that shows <laughs> our... Take that, Dave. I know, take that, Dave. Um, but in, in terms of the actual table, um, we've got Juan Sancho, who is still the leader, um, on 272 points. Um, then we've got Brainy Paul, so the top two hasn't changed for, you know, for a couple of weeks, on 263. Uh, we've got Jack Johnson, um, sandwiched between myself and Dave, on 256 points. Um, and yeah, pretty much that's like the top five or six. So, I mean, obviously everyone else, if I was to mention everyone, would be here all day. But um, hopefully we'll, I'll be reading some more names out in the next couple of weeks, you know, if anyone can break into the top five. Exactly. I've, taken, I've taken a free yep. hit
3: for this week and made six changes to my team because I'm not happy with it. So there you go. You just got your wild nice. card the week before. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. I'll do everything I can to win. I always do it, Luke, and then I get to the double game week or get towards the end of the season and go, "Ah, oh, got nothing left."
1: What? Well, um, uh, hey, 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 okay. okay. What? What changes have you made? Do you know off the top of your head?
3: Oh, hang on. Let me have a look. No, I don't know. I, I can't remember. I bought Robertson in. Um, I can't remember why, but there's a reason for it. Let's bring it up. I'll uh, be happy to
1: see what. If you've made that many changes, I'd like to know what you've changed.
3: I put Vicario in goal because so I think he can keep a clean sheet against Sheffield United. I brought him in. I brought, yeah. in. I brought Robertson in away to Wolves. I think that'd be a victory for Liverpool. I think he might get an assist. Uh, Matty Cash uh, brought in as well, home to Crystal Palace. Uh, who else do I brought in? Nunes I brought in. And on the bench I brought in, like, a uh City's backup goalkeeper, so I can improve uh, the first team. But it's quite an attacking-minded team. I probably haven't made enough changes to make the free hit worth it, but there'll be more changes by the end of the week um don't worry so <laughs> just planning oh, harry's one of the
0: only people to use a wild card and then automatically uses free hit straight after <laughs> uh,
3: i got told that i should do that because last season i spent a whopping uh what was it 980 points on transfers and apparently that's that's extremely high so <laughs>
0: I'm that, just that's to, absolutely insane i've never heard that yeah. in my entire life
3: the, yeah, there's a, there a stat last season I I worked it out in the end. Apparently, I didn't go a single game without making at least four changes. So, there you go. Oh,
0: my God. Um, (laughs) Yeah, Barney has said some good choices there, Harry. So.
3: uh, um, Oh, whatever. Oh, dear. Don't cry in the small Europa League group, Johnny. I can't wait to see Arsenal get knocked out in the small Tim pot group.
2: (laughs)
0: Honestly. Anyway, let's move on to my favorite part of the show, and that is the prediction table. You know, we've now, again. nothing has changed, but just, you know, just to keep everyone ow. up to date with how we're getting on. Ow. This is how we're getting on. Luke on five, Winnie on five, Dave on two, Callum on fair. two, and Harry on one. Unfortunately, Harry. Um, <laughs> And Harry, it was actually your choice to introduce the uh, Cup games, which actually made <laughs> Winnie go joint top. So, oh, uh, thank that's you, not Harry. Worked. It's
1: not yeah, worked out terribly
0: well. But we will go through the score predictions for the Sheffield United game. Um, so Winnie I will
1: come to you for your score prediction please my friend Uh, I was just checking it because obviously I do um, super six I don't know if anyone else does it Um, so my super six prediction uh, for Spurs was 3-1 to Spurs so I'm gonna have to stick with that one yeah no problem
3: same as Callum lovely Uh, Harry I'm going to go with 2-0 Tottenham. I, I hate to be negative, but I think it's going to be our worst performance um, of, of the season. I think we will look really dire, but we will take our chances <laughs> at Sheffield United. Wait, 2-0 win. Very close. Um, we move on.
0: Yeah. Do you know what, Harry? I was going to go 2-0 as well. I'm <laughs> thinking of changing my mind, but I'm going to leave you all hanging for a little bit while I read out a couple of other scores. Oh, that's not
3: fair. You get extra time to think. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> <such a tune.
0: laughs> I make the rules, I'm afraid. Um, so Johnny has said 4 2 Spurs, Charleston won't play, otherwise, it'd be 2 2 again. Um, Chris has said 4 0 Spurs. That's a good segue for Dave Scott, who he also went for a 4 0 Spurs win.
1: Um, who's,
3: cha- who's changed Dave? You've gone from someone really negative who, who comes on here with a three and a half minute rant, uh, like the world's about to no, end, uh, to a 4 0 win against Sheffield United. Well, I had times have changed.
0: I think he cares about the score prediction table too much now. Uh, yeah, I'll beat him. Don't worry. Uh, Barney is gone for a one 0 Spurs win. Um, I don't know what to do here because I want to extend my lead at the top. So no,
3: no don't. you don't.
0: Know, I know. I wanted to go for a one uh, for a two-nil Spurs win, but I'm going to try and go for the diffie. So I'm going to go for a two-one Spurs win.
3: You wait, it'd be two-one. Um,
0: uh, to try and uh, extend my lead at the top, uh, because if I get it right, then also Harry would get it right, and then I don't want that to happen either. So, uh, <laughs> uh um, yeah, so anyway, that kind of uh draws us to a close. Um, just want to thank everybody for, for tuning in this week again. It's been great yeah. fun, there's been some great comments floating around. Um, there was I did see Donna Cullen was back in the chat, but it was a load of nonsense, so I didn't read it out. Um, just want to thank everybody you know the usuals that, that tune in the people that always interact with us um, on twitter always comment always tune in and uh, always like and watch the videos and also everybody on uh, podcast platforms as well you know over 60 percent of people listen on apple music so if you're listening on apple music thank you very very much um, uh, but over 70 percent of people that watch this channel do not subscribe to the channel so if we had all of you subscribed We'd be in a much, much better place. So um just want to say to everybody that is watching or has watched at any point, it's free to subscribe and it really, really does help the channel reach uh even more people. Um, but Winnie, thank you once again for
1: tuning in. Um how can everyone find you? Uh yeah, Winnie991 on Twitter and also um, admin for the, the park lane uh Twitter. Uh, you can maybe see me appear on other podcasts when I get the call up. Obviously, I was on um, Holly's channel, Big Up to Holly. Uh, I was on there last Monday, really enjoyed it. So, um, yeah, if anyone ever wants to request me to go on, feel free. And uh, you might also get people um, calling you Willie as well. So that's always, always Yeah, fun. We, we don't want to touch upon that one. <laughs> Literally.
3: <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, Harry, how can everyone find you? I just clicked that. Um, yeah, thank you. Uh, if you want to follow me, you can there. Uh, Scarf 22 have my own channel, um, Scarfy's First Talk. Match previews, match reactions, uh, they'll be back. Uh, Weekly Live shows Monday 8pm, they continue through the international break. Got Lee McQueen on on the 18th of September, so that's what, just over a week's time. Um, this Monday, I can't remember, I think Haz is one of the guests on, he, if he's still here you he can let me know, I can't remember. Um, but no, I think we can show, and don't forget to subscribe uh, to the podcast, because that number really is quite shocking. Uh, it's something I can relate to in my channel. Uh, I don't know if it's people being lazy or don't realise how simple it is. Just do it for goodness sake. I mean, there are a lot of deluded people here, uh, whether it's co-hosts or people with chat. Uh, but we all, we're all together. Uh, we all support else so that's the main thing.
0: <laughs> exactly. Thank you very much. And uh, you yeah, know, shout out to Jay Barney.
3: Uh, Have a dig uh, of Dave, by the
0: way. Johnny, um, Mile High Spurs, Hasbro TV. I'm trying to think of everyone that tuned in today. Chris, um, everyone, whoever you were, thank you very very much for tuning in. If you want to follow me on Twitter, it's Luke underscore Park Lane. Uh, But more importantly, um, follow us on Twitter uh, at Park Lane Pod, on TikTok at Park Lane Pod, and on YouTube, Park Lane Podcast. Uh, Once again, thank you very much for tuning in. We will see you next week where we will dissect the Sheffield United game. And we will start to preview for the North London Derby. So oh. There's exciting times ahead. Um, you know, bring on the next week of, of Spurs and uh, bring we'll it on, Johnny. <laughs> and we will see you all next week. Thank you once again for tuning in and a big come on, you Spurs! <laughs>